who will survive? show on earth and that's the bottom line because stone cold said so joe black chris mindell the sons of slam podcast let's point to that sign wrestlemania is here it is it we are here wrestlemania week is upon us Welcome. Welcome, Joe. I like, I like what you did there. Ah. <laughs> I, I wanted to start with that song because, because 
that's that's I, I think that's before your time. But uh Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh what year were you born? What you uh, hang on, what year was that rough made? Ninety I think you were born in it was ninety three? Yeah, but I was born in December of ninety three. Okay. Alright, so <laughs> it is before your time. So it is before I was born. Um just the greatest WrestleMania song of all time. Uh Big Boss Man as a good guy <laughs> talking about justice and these handcuffs. Dad? Get these handcuffs. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. WrestleMania is here. Sons of Slam show on the Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. WrestleMania is here, bud. WrestleMania is here, and it is 10 full days this week, this year. Yeah. This week, this, week, this year, this month. 10? Is it 10? So we started Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, right. Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. So let's say nine. <laughs> nine out of ten. All right. And then the post-WrestleMania, yes. Um, yeah, we, we're starting. We are recording on a Wednesday. This is weird. This is just a weird feeling. But uh, we wanted to get it in the middle of the week because tonight starts, tonight technically starts Mania. Yes. So if you want to you want to call it that. So if you want to say as far as like Raw was like the go home show, you had uh, the uh, they sh- they showed the the taping of the Hall of Fame, all 27 hours of it. And yep. then uh, <laughs> so tonight with Stand Stand and Deliver Night 1 on USA Night 2 is tomorrow on Peacock for mm-hmm. all those who do not know. Um, so yeah, this is this is the start. This is it for the, the week. The week that is so we will get into all that. We'll get into all the NXT stuff. We'll briefly touch uh, AEW and all the returns and you know the fifty other stables that they've created uh, in one night. And then we'll get into the Mania lineup, which seems like the final Mania lineup. And maybe things added on SmackDown, uh, but that is also the night of the uh, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. They're doing that on this. It's the SmackDown WrestleMania. SmackDown WrestleMania. That's what they're calling it. SmackDown WrestleMania. Andre the Giant Battle Royal happening on Friday. And then all the events uh, fr- uh, Saturday and Sunday, night one and two. Let's do it. Let's get into, into all the good stuff. First, outside the ring stuff. And then we'll, uh, as we normally do. And then we'll get into AEW. And then the week that will be. So, you got anything? <laughs> anything you want to um, talk about? I think, I think the biggest thing that we need to talk about. Oh, sure is uh another breaking of the quote unquote forbidden door. Yeah. And uh the newest guest on Steve Austin's Broken Skull sessions was announced mm-hmm. that will that will air on the WWE network and Peacock in the United States. Mm-hmm. And that is none other than Y2K Mr. Demo God Chris Jericho. Who pulled that trigger? I think it was. I'm sure. I'm sure Austin. Steve was like, you know what? Screw you, Vince. Screw, screw you, Vince. I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, well, apparently Vince doesn't really take his calls anymore. Oh, so then whatever. <laughs> so it was more of a text message thread, hmm. and he was like, "I'm thinking about having Chris on the show." And then Austin was like, "Jericho, just to make sure that we're, <laughs> just to make sure that we're, you we're know, about the same, about that. Right? We're talking about the same Chris. Exactly. Uh-huh. I'm not having Chris Mindell on the. Well, you should, I mean, they should. <laughs> What the hell is the hell is he waiting for? Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, Vince apparently was okay with it, and to this, to that end, it just makes me seem that I don't think Vince is that worried about AEW right now. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And and it's not like Jericho's uh, like Ryback or someone that is 
put his name through the dirt. Like Jericho had nothing but you know glowing things to say about his time in WWE. He didn't. Uh, he's he he mocked him as far as in the competition with AEW, but it was never against like Vince McMahon. Like business is business, and Vince knows that better than anyone. Um. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm probably my, my most excited. I, I don't know if you've ever watched a Broken Skull session. I have seen the Undertaker one, mm-hmm. and I had to exit out of it about a half, like half hour in, because I just couldn't take it at the time. Okay, you're just in. A, I couldn't. I couldn't just, take watching the Undertaker like talking his normal voice as Mark Calloway. <laughs> it was very. It is very jarring. Uh, but then I watched him on uh, on Rogan, and it was like, not. Nah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because of because of Steve Austin's show. But uh, I think if you saw that first, you'd be a little jarred. The idea, this, the show itself, and I, I keep trying to tell it to everybody, and nobody seems to want to watch it on a regular basis. Every single episode that he has is better than the next, and they're all yeah, really that's what good. I've heard. Randy Orton, the the one that he just had with Randy Orton, he he's opened up. I've never heard Randy Orton really speak on anything, and he went through his his time when he got in trouble, like you know, back in his early days. Uh, his time now when he's trying to uh, you know turn the leaf and, and put up the guys the new guys uh, over very fascinating stuff if you get a chance to watch any of the broken skull sessions watch them and then immediately when this Jericho when is this Jericho episode uh debut April April 11th doesn't sound right uh, after mania I wonder if it's that night it might be. I want to say April 18th. We'll, we'll look it up. But in the meantime. I probably should have had this written down. Uh, Booker T actually commented on this. And he said, I don't think it's uh, because people were, were speculating that uh, with Jericho's appearance that it might actually lead to a partnership with uh, AEW and WWE to be like a one-off thing. And uh, Booker, Booker T uh, made note of it. I don't think this is a moment like people think it is, Booker said. As far as all of a sudden we're going to have more cross-promotion between AEW and WWE. I don't think that's what that is at all. Stone Cold Steve Austin, just by the way he rolls and has a controversial guest like Y2J, is just good for business. Completely agree. Don't agree with most of his things. <laughs> I completely agree with that. It is good for business. And yes, to have this, is. you know, people that are, are AEW fanatics like ourselves who also love WWE, this is perfect. This is, this is amazing to see, like, where he was in his stories that he had when he was in WWE. And now he can talk about AEW and another promotion – on the, this is kind of a weird WCW WWE thing going on here. Like it's not yeah. like they're not interacting, but they kind of are. So to have him on this WWE product is, is very interesting. So I'm I'm looking forward to it uh, just to see what he says and what he can say. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure he's nobody's ever been like muted or restrained from saying things on his show, but this is going to be really good. I want to know how much of in between 2016 and 2021 that he's actually going to be able to talk about. Because that was the mm-hmm. big, that's him leaving WWE, going to, the, going to Japan, main eventing the Tokyo Dome, and then eventually into AEW and all that stuff. It, which, is, it is, by the way, after night two of WrestleMania. It is the 11th. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I did read that right. Yeah. But uh, I just want to point one thing out. Nobody's giving credit to... Uh, Xavier Woods, and I'll explain why. Please, Xavier Woods. Now, Kenny Omega actually came out and said that Xavier Woods is should be credited with quote breaking down the Forbidden Door because he was the first person 
to work with anybody that was even remotely associated with AEW with WWE's permission. Work with as far as on the on the YouTube channel? Yeah, uh not on the YouTube channel. On the gaming network. Oh god, G4. On G4. Really? Yes. Okay. That was uh like Prime Bullet Club 2017 Kenny Omega and Xavier Woods at the height of both of their careers. Right. They did have to come together and work for G4 collectively. Interesting. So, but nobody's going to give him credit. And I'm going to give him credit. <laughs> but you are. Xavier, long- please come on the show. <laughs> as long as you give him credit, that's all that matters. Um, yeah, so I, I will just stay wide awake. I know you have uh, your new job the next day. Congratulations, by the way. Thank um, you very much. So you're starting that on Monday, but uh, you might be sleepy by. But I'm, I'm, I don't know if you're going to stay up and just suck it up. <laughs> no, I am going to be asleep okay. by the time WrestleMania starts. So you watch likely. Oh, okay. All right. I will watch WrestleMania li- probably Monday afternoon. Okay. So you'll hear you'll, you'll hear little pings in your phone as far as text messages go and uh probably it won't be anything uh scandalous or anything. I'm assuming will. you guys are going to spoil it for me anyway. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we'll do it anyway. Um, oh my god, Edge won. Oh fuck, great. <laughs> now I get to I mean, somebody won that wasn't Roman. Uh, what else we got here? Somebody um, won that was over 40. <laughs> uh, yeah, how about that? Um, except Roman, I think Roman's in his 30s. But uh, yeah, so I, I, got, I got what you're saying. Anyway, speaking of Edge, <laughs> he said that uh, Roman Reigns, he thinks Roman Reigns should have ended Undertaker's streak. Yeah. Okay, good, good to know. I agree. Moving on. I, have, uh, I did send, <laughs> I think I sent it to both you and Steven. Uh, technically, Undertaker's streak is ended by Roman Reigns because Taker never really signed the contract. Remember, he just stabbed Lesnar's hand. <laughs> this is true. This is very. You know what true. I mean, yep. it was technically an unsanctioned match, which means it should not count towards his actual record. Interesting. All right. I, didn't, 20, I never even thought about that. I don't even. I don't know what, what was it. Twenty-one and two, I think. Twenty-two and two. What is he? Right now, he's twenty. Two and two, something like that. Yeah, twenty-two and two. So technically, he's twenty-one and two. <laughs> I mean, twenty-two and one. Just like Bianca Belair shouldn't have won the uh, the Royal Rumble. I got gotcha. you. Exactly. All right, I got gotcha. you. Know, uh, it's, it's all about logistics. Edge said, "A quote: I think there should have been saved for someone who. What? Oh, Jesus, Edge. I think that should have been saved for someone who you want to strap the rocket to. I can't read, and you know, and you trust is going to be like me. Roman Reigns was the guy to do it." Yeah, makes some sense, and that's where it should have been done. I know I get that he's a believable one to do it, but okay, great. That is professional wrestling. It's not MMA, so to me, you do it with a character that you think is going to pull your cart for the next 10, 15 years. That I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree with, with all that the, too. with all the garble there. I I completely agree with with what he's saying. Um, but we we didn't get that. We got uh, we got uh, you know surprise face and everybody shocked in the arena, and I. I vividly remember that day as like I, what is going on <laughs> how did that happen did he not kick up did the referee make a mistake um yeah was that a botch was that a botch wrestlemania 30 goes down yeah he shouldn't have he shouldn't have ended it um anyway moving on uh seth rollins which i i found this, this story completely uh hysterical seth rollins uh, admits that the program with mysterios with mysterios quote got carried away do, do, do you think you don't say um the uh 
During the pandemic, uh, pandemic programming, the horror show at Extreme Rules featured a match with a very gruesome gimmick. One competitor uh, against another competitor, and the loser is to lose an eye. And uh, Rollins admitted that some of the stories have overstayed their welcome, and he said his program with the Mysterios got carried away at the end. But he, he has, it, it does say, though, that he is still proud of that eye for an eye match. <laughs> he, said, he said, quote, some stories have overstayed their welcome, but we've definitely been allowed to tell fully fleshed out stories over six or seven months that we wouldn't have gotten to normally because a live crowd would force creative to, to change course. I had a blast working with the Mysterios. Though things got carried away at the end, I was proud of the eye for an eye match. Were you? I could have done without that. <laughs> I could have done without it too. Not not because it looked gross. It was it was just stupid. <laughs> I just thought it was ridiculous. Um, and now Mysterio has his eye back. So the the eyeball that got popped well, thank out God of his for head. Stem cells. You know what I mean? Thank God for stem cell research and stem cells. Absolutely. Eyeball got popped right in, and then. Honestly, that, that sound would have been a lot better if we had heard it during the match. Yeah, yeah. If you just heard a... You heard a bump. You're like, ah, And then fuck. all and then of a sudden... Blood then you, coming down and Blood shit. coming no. down, yeah. All you saw was a plastic eyeball and Seth Rollins puking oatmeal. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the puke. <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? Oh, gosh. Um, Paul Heyman... AEW did the eye for an eye match better. Let's just be honest. Remind me, please. Refresh my memory. They didn't really do an eye for an eye match, but they had that storyline where. Uh, oh right, right. With uh, Jericho took yes. out his eye, and then and then Moxley uh, got Moxley his... took out Santana's eye. Right. Yes. 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 And then Santana cut that fire promo yeah. with with about his dad with uh, with Jr. Yeah. About his dad being about blind. Dad blind. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Gives me chills that's just a, thinking about that's it. That took right a turn. <laughs> that took that whole promo took a turn. Yeah, absolutely. That was a good one. Uh. Paul Heyman reveals how he would write Becky Lynch's WWE return. Uh, let's see here. This is this is uh, pretty lengthy here, but he basically is saying that uh, she's an extraordinary talent, very easy to write Becky for, write for Becky Lynch. Uh, twenty twenty two WrestleMania and the scenario and the match. Uh, most difficult thing about it is that we will have to uh, see what to envision for Roman Reigns at that time. Uh, he would call. Huh? The most difficult thing about that, as it will be for what I envision for Roman Reigns, as it would be for what I craft for Ronda Rousey scenario or a Brock Lesnar scenario. The most difficult part would be editing it, because the flood of ideas and these extraordinary talents would push themselves past their own lim limitations. Uh, so coming up with something for Becky Lynch for next year's WrestleMania is not a problem. Uh, let's see here. Different scenarios. She's just the talent that you really didn't get into. Uh, uh, what what kind of ideas he had, but he said that he would just come up with a, a bunch of ideas and see what see what sticks. Uh, Seth Rollins was pretty tight lipped about her return. Uh, so, would you wait another year? Twenty twenty two Royal Rumble. Hmm. Okay. I really think that's the only logical. What What are you gonna unless you have her come back at SummerSlam because that's where technically the man was born. No, but there was. Yeah, it was it. technically no. It was technically SummerSlam. Okay. Because that's when she turned on Charlotte after that match. Yes. Yes. But then the the uh The man was the, born. The man was born on, prior to Survivor, Survivor before Survivor Series. Right before Survivor Series, right, when she had the bloody face and the blue shirt. Yes. Yeah. But the broken right. nose yeah, and all that. Right. That Summer, that's right. SummerSlam uh started it and then the man was created before uh, Survivor Series. Exactly. Do it then. Do it, that, do it do it at SummerSlam, why not? That's like that, that's technically like the start so of close. Mania. 
that's technically the start of Mania because you start all your storylines around that time and see what sticks, and then you kind of go into Royal Rumble as the road starts and then go. But like SummerSlam Survivor Series is like the the precursor for the Mania setup stuff. I still think Royal Rumble would be the the pop. Oh, sure. If, if you, you wait, if you do the if you do it correctly, the pop of the Royal Rumble for Becky Lynch when you hear the whoa 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 come out, it it it'd be un- it'd be matched to only LOD. <laughs> especially, Honestly, especially with people in the arena, absolutely, absolutely, especially with people in the arena. Yeah. Plus, maybe you know they get up to maybe Florida's at a hundred percent by then. Yeah, probably more than likely that it's probably they'll happen. be at hundred percent by next week. It's freaking yeah. it's it's Florida. Speaking of 100%, did you see the the Rangers opening day? Was it packed? It was 45,000 people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Freaking Texas. We're so, back, baby. Freaking Texas so ass backwards. <laughs> just unbelievable. It's 49 hey, Some people did Texas. have masks. Some people did. No, some people did. Most Great. people didn't. Good for them. It was a hilarious sight to watch. And I can only imagine the pop of the crowd when, like, someone would knock a homer. But I'm also sure that, like, by the seventh inning, half the people are gone. What a bunch of tools. Um, gone from COVID or just left? No, from the state. Oh, okay. <laughs> they immediately get COVID. <laughs> and that was it. They were gone. Um, I got nothing else. What, you got anything before we... Uh, I got nothing. Let's get into the week. Let's get into the week. All right. So let's start with uh, Dynamite, AEW Dynamite. That's that's a thing. AEW, not AE. Um, and then we'll go into the week that will be uh, starting with tonight's uh, Stand and Deliver, which I cannot wait. I, I, I'm I'm as excited for Stand and Deliver as I am for if maybe a little bit more than Mania. We'll get into it. We'll get into all that good stuff because uh, they're just some incredible matches with these first two nights of uh, NXT that I could easily compare to the matches at, at Mania and say they rival, if not are better. We'll get to that. Um, we had a debut on Dynamite of Cage. Did. Not Brian Cage. Well. Christian Cage. Wrestle, uh, wrestling de- debut. De- debut with Jace, I guess. Wrestling debut. Wrestling debut. There you go. Yeah. Uh, taking on Frankie Kazari and these two old guys. Um, Average age, 43. <laughs> they, and they've met. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I'm going to assume. <laughs> I think Cage is older than 43. Yeah, but I think Frankie brings it down a little bit. I, thought I think he was, they're both over 40. Is he not the For same sure. age? Oh, they're definitely over 40. Yeah. Christian is 47, by the way. Whoa. Yeah. How about that? How about them apples? Um, and Kaz is what? Kaz is 40. He's the same age as me. He's 43. Oh, wow. Mm. He, he looks like he's in his late 40s. Kazarian? Yeah. Well, with him battling addiction, see what I did there? Oh, wow. And... um. I don't know. I don't know where I was going. With that. <laughs> so I was curious. But, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So Christian obviously won his debut. This was actually a, a pretty good match. He he's uh, he looks good. I, I you know I, I wish WWE had something for him. <laughs> they they missed out on keeping him around. It would have been a good good storyline to have him against the uh, Edge at some point. Do you know why Christian was forced to retire? No. Concussions. He was getting so many concussions seven years ago. I think he, he was getting too many. Concu- he was getting concussions too often. I was not aware of that, and he was not able to pass a uh, medical exam for him to be able to come back. Huh? So then they kind of yanked him, and then he actually. I was listening to him on on Jericho's podcast. Okay, and he actually went by himself 
So seven years ago, he had to, he was forced to retire. Mm -hmm. Pretty much the same way the edge was. So between then and the Royal Rumble, he went on his own after the, what was that unsanctioned match with, with Randy Orton that we never got. You remember that? Yes. So mm -hmm. he had to go after that. He was on the no, uh, no touch list, I guess you would call it. Mm -hmm. Which means not even so Christian part. could touch somebody else. He nothing could happen with Christian. Right. So after that, he felt disappointed that all these fans had pretty much tuned into Raw to see him wrestle, and then he never wrestled. So he went after that, got all these tests done to see where he was at, and eventually he was able to get cleared by himself. Then he had to go to WWE and get cleared, which brought him to the Royal Rumble. But between the seven year the seven years that he didn't step foot in a wrestling in a wrestling ring, hmm. he only stepped foot one time in a wrestling ring between his last match and the Royal Rumble. Wow! And that was to take bumps with Edge. Hmm. Edge had. Edge had uh, messed up his shoulder or whatever, and he asked Edge if he can come because he was living in Florida. Edge was living in North Carolina. He asked Edge if he can come up and just run the ropes at his at his at his ring. Mm. Edge has a ring because if you're Edge, you have a fucking wrestling which they showed. Uh, if you watch the network, uh, the yeah. whole return of Edge, they had they showed that whole thing with the the ring and mm -hmm. Vince you know, gifting him with a with a ring. So yeah, <laughs> you know. he went into. Edge's ring, ran the ropes a little bit, took a couple bumps just to bumps, uh, get the cobwebs off. Mm. And then wrestle, uh, the, the Rumble came out, and he was the surprise entrant. But the only reason it was a surprise is because he was normally going to be there anyway. Right. Because back then, he was just around, really. So then he came out like 20, 30 minutes before he was actually going there. He wanted to go run the ropes a little bit, but he couldn't really tell people that he was entering shocked everybody even even backstage too yeah shocked shocked us yeah yeah shocked the system, Go for, shocked the system. speaking of that <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow night um yeah so so cage is back and uh he, he had a very good match with kazarian uh he took the win on that one um he showed darby allen Dar darby allen with these these promos man are just uh it's it, i i I'm starting to get come over around on them. <laughs> I think they were a little annoying to me at first, uh, but just watching him now with Sting too is like just in these black and white uh, noir uh, clips and uh, promos. Are, I'm starting to like uh, see. Uh, they had a highlight of Jay Cargill. Um, if she can just polish in certain areas here and there. Um, I'm going to say by next year she's going to be champ. Uh, yeah, she's very impressive. She is a little too green at yeah. the moment. Yeah, she, did, she definitely has spots where she just it looks like she just doesn't is not sure what to do or how to execute it right. But um, and as far as flow of match, but she yeah she she will definitely once she gets that going uh, she will be a champion at some point. She's very impressive looking and and physique and and just talent overall. Uh, we had. Um, Okay, so the the turn of the night, because it always has to be one. Um, we had a exhibition match, which yes. when when you say that and you have two people who are friends, 
the lead up to this, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. I, I should have known at the at the time, but this lent itself perfectly to what happened after this match. So you had a exhibition match with special guest referee, uh, the enforcer Arn Anderson. It was Cody Rhodes taking on QT Marshall. And if you remember, or if you're familiar with the storyline, QT Marshall, part of the Nightmare Family, uh, the Nightmare Factory, he's, he's their trainer. Uh, he basically, uh, QT Marshall is, uh, he's basically kind of like pulled himself away from Nightmare Family. So mm-hmm. this was just the culmination of all that. So the two of them going at it and just little quippy things with QT Marshall here and there as far as like smacking Cody around and not wanting to, uh, you know, as far as showing sportsmanship here and there, just not having it. Um, and then by the end of the match, QT is outside, outside of the ring. He gets, he puts him, throws himself back into the ring. And again, this is like after shoving in and little quippy things here and there with Cody Rhodes, punches... Arn Anderson in the face. Yeah. Punches him in the face. Out. Lays him out. He then leaves the ring. Now, mind you, there were basically, again, members of the Nightmare family uh, around the ring. Members of the Nightmare factory. They, they, they're you know, wrestlers that they're tra- they train outside of the ring as well. He punches them. They all get in the ring. Uh, the, the Dustin Rhodes and uh, uh, the, the guns, they all get in the ring. They all look at QT Marshall and the Nightmare Factory turns on the Nightmare family. So the all the guys that are green in the group and the, the trainees basically turned on the Nightmare family. So we have a brand new faction. Yes, we do. Go figure. What a shock. I think it's like one, yes. one each week. <laughs> and I'll be honest. Tony Khan loves TK loves a faction, man. Good God. Oh, he does. This faction might be one of the better ones that are in AEW, and I'll tell you why. Please. At no point does anybody have a Olympic bronze medalist in their faction. I just want to point that out. And who did you? I didn't okay, know so the people that turned on Cody mm-hmm. were Aaron Solo, who we on this show know as Bailey's ex fiance. Mm. Right. Nick Camarado. Who is that tall, the the really big, hairy white dude? Yes. <laughs> who is probably going to be world champion one day. Okay. You heard it An Olympic first. bronze medalist, Anthony Agogo. Well, that didn't so, know Okay. They have, I don't want to say a who's who, but they got a kind of a murderer's row of talent that are eventually going to be able to make their statement. And Anthony has been signed to AEW for so long, and I've always been thinking, where the hell has he been? Hmm. He was, like, in the first round of signees. Maybe not the first round, but the first year Hmm. of signees, he was one of them. Maybe he wasn't ready. He was probably too green. I mean, you got to shift from boxing to, uh, I think, boxing. Yeah, I think I think he was boxing. Is that is that where he won his bronze? Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Um you got to shift from that to, you know, pro wrestling is not not the easiest thing. It's not an easy transition. Just <laughs> ask Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> if you can get a uh brass knuckles, you can fight anybody. Um so yeah, so we have a we have this new faction now and QT uh was about to basically destroy Cody Rhodes on a uh 
on stairs, uh, like pile driving in the stairs, and uh, Red Velvet came out and stopped that. But uh, yeah, so we have this new uh, Nightmare Factory faction. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Alex, ex-Olympian boxer, Anthony Agogo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at that. All right. Um, next up, we have, and speaking of factions, uh, they have uh, an AEW Dark Elevation. They have the all-ego Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are going to team up and take on Matt and Mike Seidel, which happened on uh, Elevation, which was two days ago. Right? Mondays? Or Tuesdays? Yes, Monday. Monday. Monday, because they have to go against Raw. Right. Somebody has to. Somebody has Raw. to. <laughs> Somebody has to take away those those views on YouTube. Um, <laughs> Dasha interviews Red Velvet and then gets her ass kicked by Jay Cargill. Uh, see the purveyor of violence, John Moxley, taking on Cesar Bonani. We didn't talk about this last week with Cesar Bonani and that his wife, and please correct me if I'm wrong, um, and I'm, uh, I'm only just remembering this now and I want to try to get all the, the details on this correctly, but his wife is sick. Used to me. Am I getting the, the, the correct? Because I, I remember the story with Cesar Bonani and having talking about uh, or reading something about his wife uh, being ill. And let's see, Brazilian professional wrestler. Let's see if I can get the story here before. Uh, it's always good to prep before the show. Uh, yeah, here it is. AEW's uh, Cesar Bonani asks help for wife's leukemia treatment. And uh, oh wow, yeah. Uh, also mentioned that his sister-in-law is a matching donor for his wife's leukemia treatment, but without a bone marrow transplant, there's an 80% chance of this disease coming back. Um, yeah, so he, he was on, uh, I think he went on, on Twitter. said, I usually don't do this, but desperate times need desperate actions. My sister-in-law is a match for the donor for my wife's leukemia treatment. Without a bone marrow transplant, there's 80% of the chance, chance of the disease coming back. Brazil's health system is overloaded because of COVID. And they are not able to withdraw her bone marrow and send it here before April 27th. The doctor said that my wife needs a transplant on the 1st of April. So we, we are past that point. I'm, I don't see an update here. We applied for an emergency visa, and they did not accept a request for interview. We tried to call the U.S. Embassy in Brazil, but they said that they cannot help. If somebody somehow can help my family, we'll truly appreciate it. God bless you all. Uh, wow, that's sad. Yeah, see, so this is something that was going on. Uh, actually, he posted this, and then... Um, Drake Maverick actually commented, commented and said, please check your DM. So maybe he has some information on for hopefully for him. But yeah, this happened. Uh, so it all went down last week. I heard. I, we forgot to talk. I want to say I saw on, on Twitter that he was talking to Tony Khan. And I thought it was about him getting a contract, but my, it might be that. Might be, I think it was because of that. I th- it might be because of that. Because wow. of his wife, yeah. Yeah, see? You know who we should talk to? Hmm. Roman Reigns. He would know. That's who he should have directly <laughs> DM'd. He would know what to do. Not even to be joking. Just that that's that's if you want to talk about someone battling through leukemia and then coming out the other side. Yeah, absolutely. It would be him. Absolutely. Um he, he's an impressive looking guy. Uh I, you know, he might not be anything on the mic or just he might be like a a jobber right now, but he's like 6 he's like 66, six, 67. Um He's a big boy. He is a big boy. Cesar is a big boy. So I'm hoping that he things... fits every mold of Vince McMahon. Yes, oh, he would. Be, he would be. He would be champion. And they right just now. let him go. He was in NXT. He was in NXT. He should have. Uh, see, I, I think now. Uh, I think sometimes Vince just is like, "What the hell did I do? Or why did I let him go?" 
<laughs> just because you don't see the uh, the talent that is in somebody. And how many people have we? I mean, stand on the, on the, the soapbox here. How many people can we talk about that? That you just had all these this talent that you just let go, like uh, Peruzo, uh, Tecanti. Hopefully, at some point she'll she'll you know bust out. Cesar Bernani. Who knows what's going to happen? She there. will. She's on her way. Um, you had uh, you. you uh, didn't they have uh, Baker, Britt Baker, at some point? I'm assuming so. I think they were. I know that that. Uh, Speaking of crossing over, I'm sorry. Speaking of crossing over, the, Chelsea Green is always posting. It's always Britt Baker posting on online about the two of them getting together and, and at pool parties and shit. Well, that's actually where I was going. They're really good friends. The four of them, Adam, Matt, uh, Britt, and Chelsea. Yeah, like they they do a lot of shit together. And I'm assuming it's because of A, the wrestling connection, mm. and B, they probably all live within a mile and a half right. radius in Florida. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they live next to each other. They just, they just go separate ways, and they have to go to work, and they come back, and they do, do their thing. And Rebel is also in that group. Which, by the way, uh, really quick side note. Uh, if, you, if you see pictures of her online on Instagram... She's absolutely gorgeous. She, I know she she's plays. She, she plays this character, this this funny quirky character on on. She plays screen. a dork. Let's she plays be a, yeah. She plays a dork for Britt Baker's sidekick, but there's some photos of her just absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Moxley won. So, <laughs> moving on, we had uh, oh, we had a return. One of two, actually, I think three, but one uh, that I can remember uh, vividly here. MGF is giving the Pinnacle uh, a gift backstage in. The inner circle's old locker room they've taken up for themselves. The uh, MGF goes to open up the bathroom door, uh, about to get the gift, and who's standing behind the door but the inner circle. <laughs> and yeah. he, he, he very comically opens it up, closes the door, and says, we got to go, we got to go, opens up the, the front door, and who's standing there but uh, Jake Hager. And so they just basically just kick the shit out of Pinnacle. Like, really kick the shit out of Pinnacle. There's uh, bloody noses. Um, uh, MJF got his head uh, put through a, uh, a soda machine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just an absolute ass-kicking. Uh, Dax Harwood almost got stabbed with wood. Almost got stabbed with wood. Um, Did you see him bust it open? He got, MJF got a swirly <laughs> in the toilet. That was the best part. <laughs> swirly. The swirly <laughs> was the cherry on top of everything that, that happened. Yeah. But did you see the gash on Dax Harwood's head? I did. Yeah, yeah. That was so that 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 cut had to have been so deep because you do not see blood that dark unless you go deep. You go deep. Yeah, he went. They went, and deep. it's a lot of blood. And they were they were gonna kick his ass again, and it, it looks like Santana turned to him to beat him. And Dax was like, "Stop, stop, stop!" Like he saw the, the blood on his face. Um. Yeah. No, he got his ass thoroughly whooped. Uh Young Bucks uh, getting interviewed uh, by Marvez and Don Callis uh, it, it interrupts them. Um, let's see here. Uh, another trios match. They're, they're going to introduce his belt. I'm telling you. Uh, you might have Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers be the first uh, trio champ. Let's see here. Makes sense. Uh, it's the same reason why he had Chris Jericho be the first AEW yeah. world champion. Yeah. Uh, they, they took Because on- they have held those titles before. Right. <laughs> um, the Lucha Bros, who just magically are back together um, because of wrestling. And uh, Laredo Kid. Uh, I've not heard of Laredo Kid. I don't know if you, if you were familiar with him and his work, but this is the first time I've ever You've never heard of Laredo Kid? I have not. He is the current uh, Cruiserweight champion in AAA. 
Got it. And he Triple was L. in a trios match against uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega at one of the first pay-per-views. All in, all out, something like that. Okay. But he never made the jump with Penta and Phoenix. He stayed in AAA. I'm assuming he was probably still under a very lengthy contract because that kid is young as hell. Hmm. And then he eventually, I guess now with the forbidden door being opened, <laughs> he can work where he pleases. The forbidden door. It's, it's This is not, uh, <laughs> I just love the term, so it's so ominous, but this isn't the 70s anymore. I mean, it, it should have been, that forbidden door should have been broken down years First of ago. First of all, in the 70s, the forbidden door wasn't there. But the idea the idea of, of of a forbidden door, yeah, that wasn't there because it was just everybody did their own thing. It wasn't like you crossed over until the Vince McMahon came in. Ironically, you know, <laughs> it's so funny. It's it's always what's good for the goose should be good for the gander. It, it, ironically, Vince was the one that broke that forbidden door. He was the first forbidden door breaker in, yes. in, in going national. <laughs> well, okay, that's very true. But I'm saying even then the forbidden door was still down. It wasn't put up. Mm-hmm. Because you have people like LOD going to work in Japan. Right. They were tag champions in Japan, if I'm not mistaken. Andre worked in Japan. Mm. All these people used to go over to Japan, and they weren't just WWF. Or what was it at the time? WWWF shows? Right. It was all, they worked together. People in the wrestling business work together. He had to work with New Japan or All Japan. And then I'm assuming sometime around the, let's say, 1994 era, mm-hmm. when Hulk left, he was like, we're not working with anyone else, damn it. We're going to build our own. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um Omega hit the V-Trigger on Laredo Kid, uh, speaking of which, and uh, pulled off the win. And then, you know, the, the aftermatch hilarity ensued until the Bucks and Moxley uh, charged the ring to make the save. Uh, I guess the Bucks are now uh, face again. They, they can't, they, they're, they're, like, uh, they're like Paul White. They can't make up their minds. Um, they do go from, they're see, they're way, like way too one much. of the most. Way too much. Yeah, it is. But they're like a perfect tweener in that in that sense. Because they are a bad guy if they need to be. Mm. But no one will really ever boo them. Especially because it's their own fucking company. <laughs> but nobody's really going to boo them mm. if they take out the top babyface. They'll eventually come on BTE and they'll explain it right. and all that stuff. By the way, Gallows and Anderson are doing their most hilarious work on BTE. It is so absolutely funny. You have no idea how many times I'm like, I want to watch, I want to watch, and I just forget. <laughs> I just totally forget. Uh, I need you to remind me. Just like, say, hey, listen, watch this BT. It's, it's hysterical. Um, how, how long are these episodes? Like an hour? No. The longest episode I've seen of BTE may have been 30 minutes. Okay. Like this past week, it was like 11 minutes. Oh, okay. All right. Last week, it was like 15 maybe. Oh, okay. They're not, okay. All right, Doesn't they're not that like bad. Like, full, uh, like dark uh, episodes, <laughs> exactly. Pay per view weeks, they might be you know twenty five thirty minutes, mm. but all of it is worth it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and it's only once a week. Comes out Monday at eleven, I, I think. Okay. I see it Monday night, but they're worth. I'm telling you, they're worth it all just right. to see the Dark Order 
and everything like all the behind the stage stuff yeah behind the scenes stuff backstage that's what i meant to say that's a cool thing that they you have. see you when sting debuted you saw sting they had the 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 cut of him on bte walking through the curtain really see that's that's cool to have i, I wish wwe had that kind of thing I, I know they they do it on the network when they have all the documentary stuff but i wish like week to week they would have something like that on youtube and it's it's cool in the in the episode that I saw the one, the one episode that I saw it's 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 cool that they joke around and that they are just following like a, a side story like they of, of like the, the kayfabe is gone we're just trying to like have fun with everybody else um, and WWE is too seems too stringent for that <laughs> like in the week the week to week kind of thing um, well I'll do you one better BTE was the starting off point for another faction that we got later on in the night okay then we I mean, i'll tell you right now if you want to just wait, wait, wait. let it out there okay so chris statlander mm, yes she had that whole thing like they, they have played that angle up on bte for weeks they have okay months even just because she's been out for so long gotcha I didn't know it that. all connects through BTE. It all connects through BTE. I got to start watching BTE on a regular basis. Nyla, um, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, go ahead. Uh, last thing on BTE. Mm. Uh, John Silver, uh, they announced that John Silver was pregnant and that <laughs> Preston Vance was the father. Okay. <laughs> so, I just, it's fucking hilarious, dude. While his shoulders popped out, he was able to have a baby. Nice. Yeah, nice. exactly. <laughs> uh, Nyla Rose and the bunny. Um, I haven't seen her wrestle in a minute. Taking on uh, AEW champion Hikaru Shida and Tay Conti. Speaking of which, uh, is Tay Conti part of Dark Order now? Is that can we just call it call that that because she's right now temporarily replacing uh, NJ? I mean, yes, and also going back to BTE. She was in BTE this past week, and they go, Take "Well, Conti. she's been there the whole. She's been there for a full year." And Stu's like, "When the when the fuck was she there? <laughs> she's been there the whole time." She, she, I'm gonna say yes, but I'm pretty sure everybody else is gonna say no. She's so amazing, uh, especially online too. She's like always posting dancing videos, and I'm just all for it. Uh, she got the loss though. <laughs> um, the bunny actually uh, way to to give her a push. Um, sent, uh, it says according to this, it says uh, the bunny sent Conti down the rabbit hole with. Uh, yeah, I saw that <laughs> with the finisher, um, and then we had the win there. And now, for the first time ever, Arcade Anarchy. So basically, all of these mini video game uh, consoles and, and cabinets were set up all, all around the ring uh, for... Merchandise stand. The merchandise stand was <laughs> very funny. Uh, Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy taking on Kip Sabian and Miro. And, of course, Penelope Ford. Good God. Uh, also, the first time, I think, that I remember having, instead of thumbtacks, they had Legos. Nope. Please. They did it in WWE first. Please. I don't know exactly when. Oh, okay. Then it didn't happen. But I'm pretty sure they did it in WWE first. Legos. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. They, there was so there were there were arcade cabinets around the the ring, Mortal Kombat ca- uh, cabinet, um, garbage pail lids. There were kendo sticks. Uh, there was a merchandise stand that was just. The worst looking merchandise stand you've ever seen in your life. Just a, a wall of t-shirts and weapons. And uh, 
<laughs> they just basically pick pluck things out from the uh, from the wall. They hit each other with them. Uh, the bag of Legos uh, basically had a uh, was it a not a power bomb? Uh, yeah, power bomb. So, power yeah. bomb. Yeah, kept Sabian power bombed uh, Taylor onto the Legos. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, so actually, the first time Legos were first time I remember Legos being used was mm-hmm. December 2019. Okay, in a match that saw Otis mm-hmm. take on the Revival's Scott Dawson. I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. Scott Dawson. Yeah, I don't know who Revival is. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Just like that match we don't talk about right, anymore. Right, exactly. That happened in a you know a Middle Eastern country. So they did. Like they that. had Legos. <laughs> no, no, <he's> <laughs> <laughs> they had Legos. Okay, good to know. Otis, your money in the bank winner. Uh, and loser. And loser. <laughs> Freaking creative. I enjoy seeing returns, uh, and you got two of them in this in one match. You had two in one yes. match. You had the. <laughs> At one point, they had a uh, the arm, the the claw, where you get your toys and you you know pick up the claw and the claw. The... <laughs> Toy Story. Uh, bust... See, that's my time. That's my generation. <laughs> You're a bib. Busting out of the claw machine was the galaxy's greatest alien, Chris Statlander, and she came back and just destroyed uh, Penelope Ford. Um. And then Miro is kicking the shit out of uh, the best friends, and all of a sudden you just see you see Cassidy and Taylor look up the ramp where the cars usually come in, and you just see headlights on, and the headlights are slowly coming closer, and they're coming closer, and it's a white van, and driving the white van is Sue, and coming out of the back seat is Trent, and we have a return of Trent uh, back. I you miss mean Trent. 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 I miss Trent. Um, Trent. <laughs> so we are back, and Sue, we are back. Uh, with the best friends, best friends take the win, and not only do they take the win and give the people what they want, but to your end, as far as the BTE uh, connection, Chris Statlander comes in and joins the best friends and gives the people what they want twice, and that's how uh, that's how Dynamite goes uh, goes out. It was it was a good night. It was a, it was a very good night. That, that match was actually very entertaining, especially with the the two returns. Thank, uh, thank God we got Chris Statlander back because, because she, she, she will be women's world champion one day. Mm-hmm. Once, honestly, once she gets out of this gimmick, because I think that's really the only thing that's holding her back. Interesting. Okay. But that that injury really derailed her career a long well, time. I mean, yeah, temporarily. But on, on the on the, uh, the on the side, but. Uh... I think she'll be, I think she'll be great, and the rest of the year will be amazing. Watching her take on, uh, get her and Jay Cargill in a couple matches that would be pretty good. Um, let's go over really quick the atro- the atrocity of Monday Night Raw uh, as a go home show because I thought this was absolute shite. Uh, see, we uh, really quickly uh, McIntyre uh, talking to Bobby Lashley in uh, route to uh, WrestleMania. Uh, all of two minute match with Xavier Woods and AJ Styles. Uh, Xavier Woods takes the win. That segment that he had before with Matt Riddle mm-hmm. <laughs> about getting too high. Yes, and then was... Kofi being like, "I don't know why I want milk and cookies." Right now. <laughs> Very funny. 
That whole thing had me dying laughing. Very funny. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, Matt Riddle. Now, if RVD came out, we need to see a tag team with, with RVD and Matt Riddle. Let's yeah, just be absolutely, honest. Absolutely. Good God. That would be amazing. Um, <laughs> and call him the SPA, the SPA. What's that for? The Stoner Protection Agent. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, um, Xavier Woods, AJ Styles, and Woods took that win. And uh, I, it's, uh, we'll, we'll get to the predictions later on. Um, Braun Strowman uh, talking to uh, Shane McMahon, making this a steel cage match because they had to do something for this match since nobody, and I'm still not interested in at all in this match. Um, Strowman and, and Elias, uh, Strowman took on Elias and Jackson Riker in a two on one. Um, do you know why, by the way, they made this match? The two on one match? No, the the main event. The main event. The match for WrestleMania, the Braun versus uh, McMahon match. Because they needed to show Braun's strength, like Andre the Giant, and Shane McMahon needed to jump off of something. Yes. So the kind of sort of the idea came across to McMahon, and this is a true story. Idea Which came, McMahon? This is two events. Okay. Came across to V McMahon. V the McMahon, to V McMahon, to come up with a story, because his name is Braun, and he has brains. Oh my god. Braun and brains, brains and brawn. That is a true story. And I. And they wonder why viewership is down, Vinny. Watch wrestling for this. Yeah. yeah, so that's... <laughs> see, this is why people make fun of us. You watch wrestling, yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, no, it's because brains and brawn. Get yeah. it? Like, like like, the bounty hunter. We have clever... <laughs> I don't know. We have clever quips like that. Uh, uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler taking on Asuka and Rhea Ripley because this is what we do with the women's tag team belts. I, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. And, and not only does this make sense, I understand you had to get Rhea Ripley and Asuka to since it's only this week that it's happening, to have the two of them you know, squabble about something and make one of them a heel and one of them a face. Um, and I'll give credit to Rhea Ripley on this because she uh, pulled off the heel mode. <laughs> At one point, uh, Asuka came to the corner after getting her ass kicked, and she basically just tapped Asuka on the head like a you know, very petty, like like to tag herself in. Um, so Ripley is, is going full force into this heel character. But... Uh, it's just one of these matches make absolutely no sense. I understand. We did, we already did this with with Sasha and uh, Bianca on the other side with SmackDown. It would have made more sense if the way it started wasn't so shitty. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. You had Oscar take on Peyton Royce. Oscar wins, and then Rhea Ripley comes out and challenges Oscar to a, a match at WrestleMania. Right. If you had Rhea Ripley take on Peyton Royce, win against Peyton Royce, and then be like, I want Asuka at WrestleMania. Yeah. Everybody would have been like, yep, no, that's how you're supposed to do it. Right. But then you do it this fakakta way, and <laughs> now we're just stuck in bullshit tag team matches, but somebody has to be the heel. Fakakta is such an underused uh, word. It really is. I appreciate you. Should, we should start bringing it back. Fakakta. Um. <laughs> Bobby Lashley taking on Cedric Alexander after Alexander and uh, Benjamin threaten MVP backstage. Uh, Alexander just gets his, his ass kicked, and so does Shelton Benjamin. Uh, can I, we talk about really quickly the uh, $3 million Bugatti getting painted on? 
with washable paints uh, by the Miz and uh, Morrison. And it broke my heart. So they had a. <laughs> if you notice, when when Bad Bunny came to see his car, he came in. He came into the arena in a three million dollar Bugatti with uh, Damian Priest in tow. Bad Bone. Sorry, yes, Bad Bone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he came in with in tow in a three million dollar Bugatti, uh, and uh, this was a three a four segment actually four segment uh, uh, thing storyline in, in Monday Night Raw. Started with the, their entrance. It then went to the next segment that they had was Ms. Morrison going to paint the car red with little bunny pictures and saying Bad Bunny and Ho Hey on, on, uh, on the car. Bad Bunny coming to the car to see this, this work of art and then getting his ass kicked. And if you notice during the ass kickery, at one point, Ms. throws Bad Bunny over the other car that's next to the Bugatti. It doesn't show him getting thrown. Yeah, he's on Sentra. On the Nissan Central, but it, there's like a, a a mat thing that Bunny's on there, so it just the camera just goes to Morrison, who's yelling at Bad Bunny, and then Miz pulls Bad Bunny by the hair, back into frame. TV's a, a wonderful thing, so they don't show him landing. Shout on the out the Thunderdome because this is the only time you're gonna be the only time you yeah, shit. <laughs> Absolutely. So they have the whole ass kicking of Bad Bunny during that segment, and then later on in the night, the, we go back to the original plan. So it seems like Morrison's okay. Uh, Damien Priest sets up a match for Mania, saying that he should raise the stakes. <laughs> and so now it's going to be a tag team match. One, one, point one, thank God, it's going to be a tag team match because there's no way that Bad Bunny would carry a match by himself. And Miz would have t- t- totally had to do it for the next five minutes of that match. Miz, Miz would have had a field day. A field day. And two, Priest deserves a spot. Give it to him. And have you know Bunny do the finish on Miz, you know some nonsense. Priest will take the entire match up, and you know Bunny can come in. But yeah, it's it's good that they they switch this back to what the way it was supposed to be because I can't imagine a five ten minute match with uh, it, it would go the same amount of time. It should go the same amount of time as a a uh, Goldberg match. Like really, it would go the Darby Allen match. It would be Bad Bunny getting beat to shit for about five minutes. Mm. And then hitting one solid move, and then a roll up one, two, three. Bad Bunny wins. Well, put all your money on Bad Bunny and uh, and Damian Priest. Uh, at one point backstage, we had uh, Mustafa Ali and Sheamus uh, talking to each other. Uh, they there there's certain things that they should have set up uh, during Raw and SmackDown of this week, and this is one of them for post WrestleMania. So. I still think well, we'll get we'll get into again predictions later. But Sheamus and, and Mustafa should have a, a program after this. Uh, please don't lose sight of Ali. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Don't have him since Retribution basically kicked their leader's ass and then left, and you haven't seen him since. Which either good or bad, however you want to take it. I hope they just lose the mask when they come back. Yeah, just just be be yourselves. Um, <laughs> Dom and Dio, come on. Yeah, there you go. You tell them this shit don't write itself. Dom and Dio, I like it. Um, have a uh, yeah, have Mustafa and Sheamus after Sheamus wins the belt. Next up, uh, Drew McIntyre oh, and the, don't say that. I'm, I don't think it's gonna happen. Don't say that. Um, hey, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. McIntyre uh, taking on King Corbin. This this right here doesn't make sense. <laughs> it never made sense. I don't understand. G- give give him the push. That's all well and good. If you're going to give Corbin the push, that's fine. You have him from SmackDown over here. Why is he in this storyline? And what... I, I know for ratings, you had to have this match, obviously, as a main event to kind of get intrigued. We're going to have another 
they, they kind of implemented or insinuated that we're going to have another triple threat at WrestleMania. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> don't do that again. And, why, and Corbin, of all people, to come in and have this this part in this main main event storyline makes absolutely no sense. Like I'll it's, tell you I think why. it's taken it's taken away from the the two main people who are in the match. Good. Yes. Yes, it does. I'll tell you why Baron Corbin was put into this position. Please. It's tying up the storyline from about a year ago. Maybe 2 years ago at this point. Okay. Remember when Baron Corbin had Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre as his cronies? Yeah. It's tying that up. That's all that I can see that this doing. Hmm. Okay. Just being like, hey, there's a friendship there. Hmm. And maybe Baron Corbin interferes at WrestleMania night two, night one, night one. Who knows? Who knows? But I think that this was all set. Like, this was all for tying up that storyline. Okay. Which I'm happy about. They're tying up loose ends. That's what I like. They should say that, though. Well, they can't just be like, hey, Baron Corbin's in this storyline because we're tying up loose ends. No. But that's what we're here for. No, 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 no. no. We, <laughs> that's what, we know, listen, we understand as far as wrestling goes that if you want to tie up loose ends, you do it like, okay, it might have been too little too late, but Mustafa tied up loose ends with, you know, having his, his storyline and who he was with the, the hacker and all that good stuff. Fine. But explain that. So Corbin can explain that in a story, in a, in a promo on a mic. He could, he could kind of like, instead of having people guess, like you, I wouldn't have get, put that together until you just said it just now. Yeah. So, and I, I watch wrestling, uh, no, nine hours a week on More a regular basis. Right. So <laughs> I, if, if I didn't get it, I'm sure other people wouldn't have got it either. So why not just remind people of the, of the, the one time a year that you actually tie up loose ends, explain it. Cause you never do. <laughs> it's WWE no. never does. Um, they think the the average wrestling fan is smart, and we're not. And we're not. <laughs> and if, and if <laughs> and you we're get, not. if you get wrestling new wrestling fans, which you are getting, speaking of bad Bob by Bony, you're bringing in new faces. That's the whole point of having him there. That's the whole point, unbeknownst to me, why? But that's the whole point of having people like Logan Paul here is that you want to bring in new eyes. That's the whole point why you have other entertainers outside of wrestling come in for that one night to show themselves off because they want to get new faces and new eyes on the product. That's all. I'm just rambling. It's the new age of the rock and wrestling connection. Mm. Back then, you had people from the outside world come in because they liked wrestling. Mm. Now, you have celebrities from the outside world come in because they need ratings. They need ratings. <laughs> they need ratings, and it's also good for their product. Bad Bunny is a huge wrestling fan, so he's he's all about it. Logan Paul yeah. is a is a internet sensation that boxes and occasionally. Document but, a mockumentarian. Mockumentarian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh Lord, uh, he got shoved by. I the can't way. wait for Logan Paul to take a stunner on Sunday. It, he uh, <laughs> he got shoved pretty hard by uh, by Kevin Owens. We didn't, we didn't talk about that really, but really quickly. Uh, oh yeah, we, you know, we didn't talk about that at all. Uh, we'll get to SmackDown. I'm because seeing a, a Mike Tyson turn. You know what I'm saying? I, I see that as well. But Logan Paul on uh, on Sammy. knocks out Sami Zayn type of Sammy thing. Sami Zayn, yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, can we really just really quickly before we get into NXT? Uh, I do want to talk about that SmackDown uh, ends because uh, I thought that was one of the best endings that they've had in a very long time. Yes, that you had this match, which we've seen. This is now the 47th time we've seen uh, Uso against Daniel Bryan. Um, 
this time basically like a no holds barred match. Daniel Bryan gets the win. You had you had Edge outside uh, on the commentary. Uh, you had Roman Reigns at the top of the ramp with Paul Heyman, and you've noticed that Paul uh, Paul Heyman, Daniel Bryan is getting this like darker side to him. So he immediately wins the match. Goes and by, by the way, throughout the entire match, Edge and uh, Daniel Bryan and Uso were drawing at each other, especially Bryan and, and Edge. Brian wins the match, immediately runs out of the ring, and head-on drop kicks Edge in the chair. Takes Edge yeah. and then throws his head into the corner uh, post with the uh, the LED screen. And then he sets his eyes on Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns stands up. He's in a rolling chair. Brian runs up the ramp. <laughs> Roman Reigns proceeds to take the chair and throw it at Daniel Bryan. Brian dodges it and then puts him in a... Like a, in a what is it? Is Labelle, Labelle lock. lock. Thank you. And the yes lock if he's a face. Yes. Uh, and then uh, ends the night with with him in the ring, you know, shouting yes. It's just such a, a great ending to the to SmackDown. Just him like dominating both of them. Um, and we'll see the culmination of that this Friday on uh, WrestleMania SmackDown. But I just wanted to point that out that uh, that that ending for that that night was uh, was really good. Um. Yeah, let's talk about some stuff this week. See, why couldn't we get that sound when the fucking eye popped out? <laughs> that would have been perfect. <laughs> oh my god, what was that sound? It had to be, it had to have been his eyeball. It had to have been with a noise like that. Um, really quickly, also, uh, I didn't get to watch all fifty-seven hours of uh, the Hall of Fame, but you did say that you saw that Hogan mentioned the year. Yeah, Hogan said that he was very proud and honored to be a part of the Hall of Fame class of 220. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else for Hogan, which I, I, I can't stand anymore, but if, if nothing else, I'm good, always good for a mic drop. <laughs> yeah, some sort of, there's always going to be something that he says that is utterly some sort of soundbite. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the class of 220 here at... MetLife uh, Arena. Arena. <laughs> Evan Hogan. Um, Here in the Lightning Dome, brother. <laughs> what? Boo. <laughs> Boo. And then he's looking around like, did I say something? <laughs> what did I do? Oh, right. It's, and then the producer, <laughs> the producer on the floor. <laughs> it's MetLife Stadium. <laughs> you idiot. Anyway, uh, Hogan. Stands and deliver. These are the uh, the card. For for uh, WrestleMania starting tonight, so on night one we have uh, Io Shirai taking on Raquel Gonzalez. And I, again, I will say that for every single match that we're about to go through here, and we're just going to give our our uh, suggestions as to who might win our predictions. But these here, for every single one here, I will challenge you to to put them up against every match in WrestleMania for thirty seven WrestleMania thirty seven and see which ones are better. And uh, I, I would probably say that NXT will win out. Um, well, that's what they're there for. They're there to take over. over. Yoshirai and Raquel Gonzalez, I believe we're going to have a new champ. Especially because yeah. this, is the, this is their WrestleMania. <laughs> and I air quote it. This is their WrestleMania, and you have WrestleMania moments in shows like this. And so I think that Yoshirai's had it for a good while. Raquel Gonzalez just dropped those uh, new, new belts and the tag mm -hmm. team belts. Just to make way for her to get this belt. I, again, my thought. It, I I agree with that. 
that there, there's no reason for her to drop those titles just to also lose this match. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, right. they're building Io Shirai to be this unstoppable force. And her getting beat down makes it seem like she's going to come back and win it. I also agree that Raquel Gonzalez is going to win. Mm. But I just, it, it was it was weird the storytelling that they did with this. Because if not, you're it's, just going to have Raquel Gonzalez completely squash Io Shirai. Right. Which yeah. is a possibility. And then what happens to Io Shirai? Right. Does she go back into a storyline for the NXT championship? Or does she get called over to Raw or SmackDown? More than likely Raw. Mm. And have... Uh, well, they have the big... The, I, don't, I don't think Raw. Because they already have Rhea, Rhea Ripley there. But you also have yeah. you have Bianca Belair in SmackDown, so there's there's already that that dominating woman. I think she she's going to be in NXT for a while. Yeah, um, maybe you have Raquel win it just to have Io Shirai win it back. You know, they can have Raquel, at the next really good takeover program. because yeah. takeover is only quarterly, really. Uh, they they will have a really good program going forward. Yeah, Tommaso Ciampa taking on Walter for the uh, um, is, that, is that for the for the uh, UK yes, champion? It is. It is. So for the NXT UK Championship, Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa. I'm going to say Walter. I'm going to say Walter as well. But my heart wants Ciampa to win. That'd be very cool <laughs> to have Ciampa as a UK champ. Just because I know, I don't know a lot about NXT UK, but I know the type of talent that's over there, and all those people will have incredible matches mm. with Tommaso Ciampa. Agreed. And you get, just like they like to cross over, eyes like uh when charlotte had the nxt belts and she was on nxt for all of a second you still had eyes from the other brands looking over to nxt so i, I think that would be good mm-hmm. to kind of get new eyes onto uh nxt uk um the nxt tag team championship which is vacant right now you have msk versus legato del fantasma versus the grizzled young veterans soon to be recognized at nxt tag team champions they, I they had win, GYV winning this yeah. only because I stick to my morals and I love that fucking team. <laughs> they should they should actually win. They 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 should definitely win, and then uh, you know them and MSK can go at it because that would be a really good uh, showdown. Yeah, um, you have the face chase the heel for the title. Always, always a Le- face chase. Face chase. Leon Ruff versus uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Bronson Reed versus Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis versus LA Knights in a gauntlet match for the North American title shot. On night two. So the winner of this gauntlet match will take on Johnny Gargano on Thursday. I got LA Knight. I think he's a, he's got too much momentum behind him. I do. T- I have either LA Knight or Dexter Loomis, but I, I will go with LA Knight. Um, it's neither one of the first four is what we can agree on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, uh, although WWE is weird with ha- having heel against heel kind of situations. I, I don't know. He should he should get the the opportunity because they they botched the the Bronson Reed at least at least make it a DQ you had LA Knight lose clean to Bronson Reed two weeks ago no uh, make up for it <laughs> it just seems like you just had this this guy who just you pumped up for the last month uh give him the shot whatever <laughs> I'm thinking it's gonna be Dexter Loomis okay now that I really think about it they've had this storyline going for so long mm-hmm. and they keep on mentioning that Indy Harwell is absolutely in love this is very true see I didn't think about that right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be Dexter Loomis. It's, it's gonna be Loomis. Um, 
Night two. We have let's let's go from the bottom up here. Uh, Santos Escobar taking on Jordan Devlin in a ladder match to basically reunifying the belts here. Yeah. Uh, I got Devlin. I got Devlin as well. Yeah. I think he. There's no reason for him to come over and then lose the title, really. Right. Right. Um, and uh, Escobar. Oh, but that's night two. I was thinking that they weren't going to have Legato with him because they had just. They, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a good match. That might be the match of the night. I, I, I tend to agree with that. Shazi Blackheart and Ember Moon taking on the way. I still have uh, retaining uh, Blackheart yes. and Moon. Um, and so uh, the NXT North American Championship, Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Loomis. Versus More than likely. Stelly Regardless, Knight. I think he loses. Gargano. Yeah. Okay. Uh Adam Cole taking on Kyle O'Reilly in an unsanctioned match, uh, otherwise known in AEW as a lights out match. Yes. Right. Uh, I don't know. I know. I think. I don't I think, know. I think Honestly, Cole wins. I think. One, I think O'Reilly kicks his ass, but uh, I think Adam Cole actually ultimately takes the win. Yeah, is Kyle O'Reilly taller than Adam Cole? I uh, just thought about it. Seems this. that way. <laughs> it, it, it looks. Does like seem it. that way. It in that, that way. case, I take Adam Cole. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Rational thought. And uh, your main event for both nights, Finn Balor, uh, your champion, taking on Karrion Cross. <sighs> and new. I say and new. I, I, I say it as well. I say Fergal's going to go down on potent force. He hasn't lost. To a new, to, yeah, Karrion Cross, uh, your new champ. There's going to be some type of He's a big swerve boy. at the end. Somebody's going to come out and challenge, like, somebody's going to debut, I think. Okay. I don't know who. I don't know which way they're going to go, but I think we're going to get a new... After he wins. After he wins, after yes. Cross wins. Okay. Hell, maybe you have Keith Lee return. <laughs> He's back at NXT. If he, was, if he debuted... Would it, it would be the worst thing. It'd be the it'd be the best thing. Exactly. <laughs> Screw that. You know what? Again, they they've they've butchered as they do most of the time. They butchered his his stay in in Raw. Uh, yeah, put him put him in NXT uh, where he belongs. And uh, yeah, what what an amazing <laughs> an amazing redebut. It's uh, either that return. or you have him join the hurt. You have him join the hurt business. So MVP Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley. Yes, until they until they throw play. in Naomi, I think. Oh. I think that's there's someone I saw. I saw that going around around the sheets recently. Jeff Naomi and and Lana, and then the return of Lana and Bobby Lashley together. No, you keep <laughs> Lana very, very, very far away from Bobby Lashley. We don't want anybody thinking about that right now. Put Lana in the her business, and then one of these things is not like the other. Um, get it because they're black. So you ever heard of a Swiss roll? <laughs> Not only is that delicious, but it sounds like a sexual uh, move. Um, <laughs> so you ever heard of a Swiss roll? There's <laughs> your title. Uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> Line up here. Let's see. So for nights. Come on, give it to me here. Night one. Night one. I got. Oh, jeez. So this is another thing that they set up for on, on Raw, which I didn't even talk about, is that they had this really stupid segment after the women's tag team champion they chip uh basically every woman backstage came out and uh, uh bitch and moaning each other and now they're having a match so the riot squad got ruby riot and Liv morgan taking on mandy rose and dana brooke taking on natalia and tamina 
taking on Naomi and Lana in a tag team turmoil, turmoil match for a shot at the women's tag titles. <sighs> Not only my drain saying all that, I wish I had that 10 seconds back on my life. Me too. Because I... I can't go. I can't go beyond not having any interest. Like then I'd be in the negative. Like I want my money back. Remember uh, how long we wanted women's tag team uh, titles? But at least they've they've completely make them mean something. They, thank you. <laughs> they've completely mean absolutely nothing. They mean nothing. And the only matches that you have that are worthwhile, which are still sh- shit, is when you have the women's champion to tag with the person that she's fighting against. It makes no sense. Um all that being said, I'm, I'm going to take uh, uh, Naomi and Lana um, because they, they have a hard on for Lana. Uh, so do I. Seth Rollins taking on Cesaro. Beat me to it. Ah, gotcha. Uh, I'm going to say Cesaro because not only is this his very first singles match at WrestleMania. Again, I can't believe that's a thing. Um, no, that's Seth still, Rollins doesn't need to win. He does, right. Cesaro can, can take this. Yeah. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage match. Uh, Braun Strowman due to ref stoppage because Shane McMahon is going to paralyze himself. <laughs> By default. Uh, <laughs> Miz and Morrison taking on Bad Babon and Damian Priest. And yeah, it's it's Babon. <laughs> How do you spell that? With an H? Like Bad Baby? B-A-H. Bah, B-A-H. B-A-H. Bon. Boney. Bon. B-O-H-N-N-Y. Boney. <laughs> <laughs> Ball B O U G H N E Y. Um uh Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods taking on AJ Styles and Omos. Ah I got it. There you go. Thank you. you got it. Yes. For the raw tag titles. We have we have and new. And new, yeah. And new. And new. Because there's only one reason why you have both Xavier Woods and Kofi beat AJ Styles in a singles match mm-hmm. against only AJ Styles, mm-hmm. and that's to have Omos just beat the living shit out of him. Absolutely, the match. absolutely. If if anything, you'll have New Day beat the shit out of AJ Styles. Save Omos uh, for the hot tag at like yeah. three quarters of the way in the match, and then bring yeah. him in because he's. You know, I I can't imagine he he can go for that long period of time, <laughs> so. Just have him destroy everybody and, and win. Here's a here's a good question. Mm-hmm. What kind of ring gear do you think Omos is going to have? Uh, a turtleneck and uh, slacks. Right? Yeah. It, it, exactly I what you see. Think he's still going to come out with a turtleneck? Yeah. He's just basically <laughs> and stretchy pants, stretchy slacks that uh, he'll, he'll just wear and a turtleneck. That's going to be a very uh, sweaty. He board. comes out as a, in his ninja costume that he had with the, that half a segment with Akira Tozawa. <laughs> Tozawa. This <laughs> is tall black ninja, and then he and then he should do the three faces of Foley. He should be the ninja. Then he should be the security guard for Underground. And, yes. then, and then he returns as Omos with the turtleneck. Three the fa- good thing is three that faces two of out of three of those people had turtlenecks. <laughs> the security guard and and uh, the bodyguard, yeah, they, they pretty much look alike. <laughs> bon, B-O-U. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Sa- <laughs> Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Co-main event. I got, well, that they say, say co-main event? No, no, I, that doesn't say here. I'm saying it. Okay, because that, that should be the main event. It should be the main event. Um, I, I think I I'm, I'm saying new, new, yeah, yeah, because you're just gonna bury Bianca if that's the case, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. You had this this whole build up, and then now Sasha Banks is a heel. Yeah, so Sasha you, Banks is another one of those people that doesn't really need a title mm-hmm. to be over. Right. Her any of the four horsewomen really don't need championships. I, I, they just get it for the accolades now. Right. Right. And I've had a better appreciation for. As much as I've actually hated her, I've had, I've had a better appreciation for Banks in the past year during COVID because yeah. she's just so good. <laughs> she mm-hmm. really is good. I do though, and I will put this out there. Um, I do see Bailey coming out since she has absolutely no spot in Mania here at all, which is a travesty. She's that, been very quiet in and of itself. Very quiet. I think she's going to turn on Banks, and that's how Bianca wins. I could see not that. turn. I mean, she's already they already don't like each other, but. In this in this case, yeah, which leads to the eventual unsanctioned match between the two of them. Between the two of them, which <laughs> inevitably will happen, and then Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. I would like to say that Bobby Lashley is going to retain. I agree. I think Lashley is going to retain. I think he is going to be on a, uh, a belt holding spree here, and uh, we're going to go through at least at least a SummerSlam with uh, him holding his belt. Yeah. Kind of like the same run that McIntyre had last year. I give credit to Vince for working this out for Drew to actually get his spot again. Now this time uh, in front of people since he did it last year with Lesnar with nobody. Um, So McIntyre deserves to have a crowd. But, uh, yeah, Lashley, I think, will retain. Night two. Night two, night two. Um, By the way. Really quickly. mm -hmm. Who do you think opens up the show? This was something I was hearing a lot over, over the past week. Who do you think opens up the show? Because that show is going to be the first show that WWE has with fans in attendance. Right. So you don't want, like, you're going to need a good, sizable pop for night one. Night two doesn't really matter who opens the show because you're already going to have that first wave of people. Right. So so as far as, like, the kickoff show, uh, that would be the women's uh, no, 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 no. tag team. Not, well, not the kickoff show. Okay, I'm saying. I'm, I'm talking gonna, about I'm, the, main, the main card. Right, the main card. I'm, I'm trying to eliminate from what I see on the screen here. So the tag team turmoil with the women will, will be the kickoff. So of the three, six matches for the first night. Um, <laughs> I think you should do, uh, I think Kofi, uh, New Day against yeah. uh, AJ and, and Omos. I think it's either New Day or or Seth and, and Cesaro. Yeah, is one of those two. Yeah, because you can never go wrong. Oh, Tampa! Yeah, like that. It would be perfect. It'd be a good good, uh, good start. Um, but you can especially because Biggie's already going to be there. This it, is true. It doesn't matter that he's on a different show. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's still part of New Day. Uh, they will have also uh, side note as we we've discussed in the past twenty five thousand fans in attendance for each night. Uh, they're following safety protocols, social distancing. I'm shocked um, in Florida, and uh, they're listing a one one hour kickoff show at seven uh, Eastern, and then the main no way main card the starts gonna start at eight eight o'clock, Oof. which is an hour later than usual. Uh, the show will stream exclusively on Peacock in the United States, as we already knew. Um, I watched NXT on the Peacock network, and I had to sit through commercials. I'm very disappointed. Well, you, you got to pay that ten bucks, bud. Yeah, I know. I, I did the QR code that they gave on SmackDown. So you get it for two fifty for the next four months. Exactly. So it was like, ah. Do it. I tried to upgrade it last night, and they just, they just don't let you upgrade it. Until in four months. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm pretty pissed off about that. By the way, Billy Kay and Carmella will probably be added to the tag team turmoil, if you care at all. Um, 
Hogan and uh, it's not like Billy Kay had a fucking tag team partner at she, one point. She did. Well, she did. With. I love Billy Kay. I think she is a a treasure. I think she should be uh, honored in that way. Um, this is not the way to do it. <clears throat> and also the fact that Carmella, who had this big push, and who also I truly believe is an amazing talent in the ring, mm-hmm. um, and not just for for looks. I think she's actually really good wrestler. She doesn't deserve this. She had a huge push, got. You know, beaten by Sasha several times, and that was the end of that. So, yeah, how did Reginald get with a bigger push than she did? Exactly. That's what I want. Thank you very much. <laughs> very, very interesting. Uh, Hogan and Titus O'Neil are serving as as hosts for the uh, 220 uh, WrestleMania, and uh, Logan Paul the 221 WrestleMania 221. <laughs> the 221. <laughs> Logan Paul is going to uh, appear with Zayn and BB Rex is singing "America the Beautiful" on night one. I love her as well. So, night two. We have why? Whoa! Why America the Beautiful? She's not singing the anthem. Uh, they always have a celebrity sing America the Beautiful. Oh, really? Yes. I have, that's something I've never noticed. Yes, they've had uh, uh, Gladys Knight. They've had uh, whoa, uh, showing uh, your age, Aretha buddy. Franklin. These Again, are, showing your age even worse, dude. These are WrestleMania. Have you not seen WrestleMania one? No, I'm kidding. Okay, come on. <laughs> showing your age. <laughs> yeah, but you know, not live. John Legend, <laughs> live. Yes, all live during WrestleMania. America. No, no, no. You've seen all of them live. I have not seen all of them live. So shut your face. I have not seen all of them live. Nia Jax is taking on Shayna. <laughs> they're taking on not taking on Shayna Baszler. That's her tag team. Uh, 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 yeah, partner. They're going to take on go. that, words. That's a word. Taking on the uh, the winner of the tag team turmoil match on night two. Kevin Owens uh, taking on Sami Zayn with Logan Paul in his corner. I love how we just didn't care about that one. Well, like, I mean, we, have to, we, we, have, we can't even make a prediction because we don't know the. Uh, Nia Jax, how about that? Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Uh, yeah, more than likely. More than likely. But I would love to see Mandy Rose and, and Dana Brooke win it. Uh, you might have a new... You, you sh- you should, hot blondes. You should mix it up because they've Jax and Baszler have had it for a while. The hot blondes. Um, I think Owens is going to beat Zayn yeah. with the help of Paul. Yeah, um, I hope so. Riddle versus Sheamus for the U.S. Championship. I say Riddle retains. Do you know? Yeah. Okay, I... Disagree. I think uh, Sheamus with all, I think Sheamus is going to win only because he's had he's had an incredible three months and uh, he's like he's he's been on every single week and and he's putting on a hell of a match every single time. I think he's he's due. Uh, so I, I think Sheamus will will uh, win. I got Big E versus Apollo Cruz in a <laughs> Big E versus Apollo Cruz in a yeah, Nigerian drum fight. Yeah, for the IC. You want me to say it better, please. A Nigerian drum fight. <laughs> Was that better? I, I, I'll reserve that. Uh, I'm going to say retain. I'm going to say new. Yeah, okay. I can say Only because way, they just... should have had him win it just to have Biggie win it here. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? He right. should have won it at the last pay-per-view just to have Biggie win it back now. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Randy Orton versus The Fiend. The Fiend. the Fiend, come on. <laughs> the Fiend. You can't have The Fiend lose. Burns Boy. Um, Oscar versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. New. And I say new. Rhea, Rhea takes it. And new. That'd be something. Uh, nobody was ready for Asuka until Rhea Ripley. Until Rhea Ripley. <laughs> and then your main, 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 main event is a triple threat with Reigns taking on Edge, taking on Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. It's going to be a good one. I this one I can't. I know that that Edge is the betting favorite right now. His odds are even. Okay, 
Is that a fact? That is a fact. I looked it up. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. I want to see Edge win it just because it'll still give the whole allure of winning the Royal Rumble. Right. Actually, you know what? Here's my prediction. Sure. I want Edge to win the Universal Championship by pinning Daniel Bryan. Then I want Edge to throw out that fucking blue belt and bring back the big gold belt. You've been saying that for forever and a day, and uh, that's not And I happen. will say it until it fucking happens. Not going to happen. Um, Why not? Because I think Vince is just so hard up on his Give ego. Give me what I want. <laughs> what I really, really want. I think Vince is so hard up on his ego that he doesn't want to have anything to do with anything that was not WWE. What, only until fucking... Th- yes, yes. This, Eight, seven years ago? Yes, the same reason why seven he... Seven years ago? The same reason why he uh, doesn't want to look outside to collaborate with other people. Is that he's oh, but just, he lets Jericho on the fucking... On the network. That's because he probably saw a text from Stone Cold and just said yes. <laughs> and didn't read what it said. And then that's how Jericho Good got... Point. Got, <laughs> got roped in. Um, Imagine we just find out Vince is dyslexic this whole time. <laughs> why? He, he thinks no means yes, is that... No, he's thinking another Chris. Got it. I wish another Chris just came to my head because I can't think of another one in wrestling right now. See if you can get Benoit on. Not too soon. Oh, oh too um, soon. Too, too soon. Too soon. Rest in peace. Uh, so you're, you're taking edge. He just said it sarcastically. Yeah, sure. You yeah. want to get him on? <laughs> Guy doesn't know he's dead. <laughs> uh, I wonder if I wonder if Peacock. Is gonna have his matches. Oh, because they took him off the network. So will they Good just point. carry everything that they have or don't have over to the Peacock? Very interesting point. Right, we got to look that up now, since they're they're eliminating, which they've already done. They eliminated the uh, we talked about in the past uh, the Roddy Piper uh, match. Yeah, but th- those make sense. I, those I absolutely make sense. Yeah. Well, Benoit also destroyed and killed his family. So would you not? Yeah, we've, we've, we've gone a, uh, down a dark road here. Um, yeah, <laughs> dark road. Not talking about the uh, angle before that Roddy Piper match. <laughs> but um, I am going to say Reigns is not going to retain. I, I don't believe. Um, no, because this is the easiest way to get it off of him. without yes, him being pinned. without being him being pinned. Uh, between Daniel Bryan and Edge, I think. Yeah, if this is going to be Bryan's. Swan song, and they don't have people win on their swan songs ever. Uh, i.e., uh, Kurt Angle. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Edge, yeah, yeah, take like, uh, unless he pulls off a Batista and, and ironically loses to Daniel Bryan, which what Batista did. In now, a, I don't exactly tab. think that this is gonna be Daniel Bryan's farewell. Mm. But I do think this is the final time that we see Daniel Bryan as a full-time wrestler. I agree. I think he's going to. I think he will go into the part-timer status. They'll bring him back for when they need a rating and he's a also, pop and all that stuff. He's also full-time writer, also, as part of SmackDown. That, too. Full-time father. And a full-time father. Yes. Good for him. Uh, with a hottie. Uh, yeah. So this will be the last. Uh, probably possibly a hottie last. that just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Into Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Uh yeah, so we will uh, we will see. This is this is it. We are on. Uh, not only on the, we on the road. We just we've making our first stop, <laughs> and it's tonight. This is it. Tonight, stand and deliver. Stand and deliver. And boy, oh boy, 
will they deliver? Those matches, I'm telling you. Every single one of those matches that that's a, that's the thing too is that I can do without a lot of the matches of Mania. Every single match, unless I'm I'm thinking of something. I'm invested that I, in. Yeah, every single one. I, every single one. <laughs> it's like four or five a night. I want to watch every single one of them. Yeah, especially and, GYV. That's the especially one that one. To. And the 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 gauntlet match, which is going to basically carry over into night two, which is like to be continued uh, yeah. for night two. Yeah, I, I'm invested in every single match uh, tonight, and I can't say that about Mania, but I'm still looking forward to it. Uh, capping off with the main events and capping capping off with Broken Skull sessions immediately following uh, Sunday night with the Ayatollah of Rock and Rola. <sighs> Can't wait. That's going to be a really good one. Yeah. I'm pissed that I'm going to have to wait until the next day. The to next see day it. to watch. <laughs> I will spoil it for you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That is it, everybody. We are done on this Wednesday, the seventh of April, two thousand and twenty-one. Night one of Stand and Deliver is tonight. Anything before we head on out? Um. Oh, there was one thing. Oh, Mike Tyson will be returning to AEW tonight. I believe it is tonight. Yes, that's right. And um, I did see somewhere that the basis of the QT, Marshall, and uh, Cody Rhodes match was the swerve between Larry Zbysko and Andre, I think. Andre. That's what I want to say. Really? Yeah. He was studying that. Cody was studying that uh, that match for a while. Yeah. Okay. So, which makes sense if you realize. like They sold out Shea Stadium. 44,000 people or something like that. It's crazy. Based off of one chair shot after, at the end of a match. Absolutely crazy. This is it, everybody. Next next time we talk, this is episode 101. We are on the other side, by the way. Uh, the next uh, next time we talk, we'll go over everything uh, Mania and Stand and Deliver. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited. Uh, wrestling geeking out this week. Uh, anything before we go? That's it. We're over the hill. We're over the hill. You speak for yourself. I am over. over. You're over the I'm way sure. over the hill. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Peace. The Sons of Slam podcast. <laughs>